Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to my podcast, Think or Swim. As we all know, whatever level you are at in your life, it takes enormous amount of effort to stay above the water because life is pretty simple if you figure out how it works. You either swim or you sink. By today's guest, I'm honored to present uh, Sam Hopkins. Uh, she's a Pilates teacher's mo uh, movement teacher, and she's organizing amazing move movements for ladies' boot camps. And uh, she found out her way out of uh, really um, terrible chronic pain through uh, Pilates uh, movement and uh, inner works, which she would like to talk about uh, with us today. Hello, Sam. I'm Hi. really glad to see you. Inga, Hi. thank you so much for inviting me on. It's really exciting to be here. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's really mutual. I can remember uh, that uh, exchange of energy that we had in London, and it was uh, such, such a pleasure to meet you. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. How are you today? Are you in London? I'm not in London. I'm actually in Essex, in Chelmsford, which is just outside of London, uh, where I now live. Um, yeah, and I have a very nice chilled morning this morning. I'm not teaching until this evening. So yeah, I'm, I'm relaxed, which is lovely. That's amazing. I always have um, uh, so much respect and uh, so much wonder for people who manage uh, to find uh, the way of living through living their passion, through, you know, um, uh, movement has always been a big part of my life, but I never ever managed uh, to create uh, some, I don't know, to create some kind of uh, job out of it. Maybe one day I will do because uh, I'm really enjoying it and I realize that it's such a big gift to find a way uh, making your money through the things that gives you energy. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a huge gift. Um, and it was, yeah, it was quite hard work getting here, um, but it's, it's definitely worth it. And yeah, anyone that is considering making their passion, their, their work, then I would just say go for it because it really is, it, you know, it takes time and effort, um, but it's, it's so worth it. Well, my job is, my job is fun. So it's not like work, which is amazing. Yeah. Sounds very amazing. You have studio, do you have studio in? Uh, I do, in yeah, I have a studio in a, in a tiny little idyllic village called Henham. Um, there's a gym there that I rent a studio space from. Um, and I also work in a couple of other studios in the area. Um, I work mainly evenings, so my days are normally quite free, where I can sort of do my other stuff and my personal practice. And yeah, so it's, yeah, it's a very different world to what it was five years ago, put it that way. So yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's great. Amazing, amazing. And, uh, you know, Pilates, it's always uh, like... Uh, um, passing through my, uh, by, uh, passing in my life, you know, uh, either uh, I'm biking through the city and I see Pilates, but I actually don't know what it is. I know that, you know, uh, it's kind of uh, um, body and mind uh, exercise, which can help you to connect and it involves all your muscles. And I think that one of the things that I know from Pilates, it's plank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one of the harsh ones. That's not enjoyable. <laughs> anyway, you go, whatever you do, you know, we ask you to the plank and it's not my favorite part because sometimes we like, like make you really sweat. Uh, but can you tell a little bit more, please? Yeah, of course. Um, so I found Pilates um, through my own chronic back pain. I had a prolapse disc and um, I was told by doctors there was nothing they could do, just keep taking the pills. Um, and that went on for a good couple of years. And I tried physio and all sorts of other things. And then someone recommended going to a Pilates studio and trying the apparatus. They'd actually broken their back and Pilates had helped them they were told they probably wouldn't walk again and Pilates really helped them so I basically I did and I spent six months having one-to-ones and uh, within that six months I was um, walking much better off painkillers and starting to live my life in a, in a completely different way um, so basically I would say Pilates is it has similarities to yoga because everyone kind of knows what yoga is um, but it, it works on a a slightly different way. It's slightly smaller movements. Yoga's really stretchy, I find, depending on what sort of yoga you do. But Pilates works in a slightly smaller way. 
um, working all of your internal muscles and connecting everything together. So the body is one unit, it all works together, it's not separated. Um, and almost a byproduct of that with the breathing work that we do, you end up connecting your mind and your body in a different way, which I wasn't expecting actually when I started to train. Um, and so it becomes an all over sort of holistic way of moving. Um, well, the way I was trained anyway, there are different sort of methods, but the way I was trained um, with the Pilates Foundation, it's very much of an all body mind connection. Um, yeah, movement therapy, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, on myself, I know this, um, even though, you know, I, I'm pretty sportive uh, at this point, uh, I really uh, move a lot. And, yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, but I still can uh, understand and feel if I, for example, too busy with my work or too busy with some other things, uh, if I don't do anything for two, three, four weeks or something, that uh, my muscles uh, on my lower back, especially, you know, um, becoming not like kind of weaker and when your posture is you know mm. when, when when your muscles are not strong enough you uh, you you know it, it, i'm talking about it as some someone who considers himself and others considering me as well very sportive so uh, i but i can still feel it very very well and i see people who uh, just not getting it how important movement it is because while uh, while your for example uh, lower back uh, muscles are not strong enough or front uh, front core muscles are not yeah. strong enough you know there's like energy uh, energy flow there is um, uh, a lot of nerves a lot of uh, things that actually uh, are so essential for your well-being because uh, I even feel if I you know uh, in order of course to have a, a nice six-pack or something let's say you must strengthen your back as well first of all and the other way around if you want to strengthen your back you must strengthen your uh, belly as well so it's like one one percent uh, yeah. yeah I mean I, when I'm in class I talk about it as a corset of support so you can't it's not just the back muscles or the abdominals or like everything is interlinked and if they're not working together that's when you're gonna you're gonna come into problems um and we've also like um if you've not been in movement since you were little and you've just come to an act we have got patterns ingrained in our bodies that we then have to sort of iron out and as soon as you're too tired or you've got a lack of concentration because your mind's full of stress you go back into those patterns and i do it myself i call it the bus stop stance like if i'm stood at a bus stop one hip flips out out one side my shoulders down and like, like, like that and I kind of have to then re rethink about where my body is so doing Pilates or movement um, practices like this where and breath is key with this as well so when you mm -hmm. breathe and you actually use your diaphragm you then in turn use your pelvic floor which a lot of women don't know like just breathing is letting your pelvic floor move and work at the same time so once you breathe and you just connect, your body just sort of realigns itself and it starts to happen more naturally, but you have to continue the practice. So you were saying if you haven't um, exercised for like four, like three or four weeks, I feel it if I've not done anything in a couple of days, I'm like, oh, something's not quite right. All you need to do is, is breathe, stretch, move, and just, just connect everything up. And it can, yeah. be, it can be like 10 minutes, just a morning practice of 10 minutes. You don't have to be in the gym for like two, three hours a day to get this stuff to work. But it's, the, it's being continuous with it and having a, a disciplined routine where you try and do something every day. And it doesn't have to be too much. It doesn't have to be like so all-consuming. All yeah, uh, that's... Uh very very interesting what you said because yeah well you say if you don't do something for a couple of days you already feel that well, I'm, I'm living in yeah but i'm living in amsterdam so movement is a part of my journey because yeah. uh, I, i'm reaching everywhere on, on my bike which is I fantastic mean, right yeah <laughs> but uh, on the bike i mean sometimes like today i just uh, finished like 13 kilometers on the bike just by having yeah, wow. and then, yeah, and if I have to do anything else uh, to 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 get uh, to to some another meeting, sometimes I'm making like thirty kilometers on the bike, but I'm not even considering this as uh, as a movement because it's sure. well, it's it, it is part of my journey. It helps me to stay fit, but uh, you know, it's just one group of the muscles that, which is working, and uh, uh, and specifically when when I talk about lower back, mm. uh, I feel that if my shoulders are not straight, and because when when you are, um, many people have that, you know, that posture when you oh. see the shoulders 
And uh, I know that when my, my, my back is not strong enough, I start feeling, uh, I start feeling that my shoulders lowering, you know, yes. that I'm not walking straight. And this brings as well the feeling of tiredness next to the fact that uh, movement gives you a good feeling about yourself. Uh, you 100%. Know. I mean, we see so many people and it's kind of driving or sat at a desk in an office and like bad lighting and everything is just making people just hunch forward. And that in itself, we, you know, we know from some of the work that we've done, it makes you feel enclosed and unhappy. And if you just brighten up and open your chest, like I'm always, all my clients like, open your chest, let everything, and open your throat and let everything like be out and be proud to stand tall. It just, it changes your state straight away. So I've done, you know, I've looked at lots of different personal development people. And one of them is like, obviously the Tony Robbins, who everyone normally finds when they start on a personal development journey. Yeah. Um, and he's all about changing your state and how you can do that with movement, voice, just let your voice out, speak to inspire, for example, an amazing course that we've done. And it just, it lets everything out. And everyone is like this the whole time. Especially yeah. here. I don't know if it's the same in Amsterdam, but in the UK, everyone's just very enclosed. And it's just, I try and sort of sprinkle it in lessons, um, in classes with my clients. So some people can be quite reserved and I just get them to do maybe a little bit of Qigong and a little bit of, you know, chest thumping and ah, and just, <laughs> just to let stuff out. And if you just do it gently with people, like don't force this stuff on them, but just little tiny bits, it does just gently bring them out of their shell a little bit. And I just hope they leave class feeling a little bit more open and a yeah. bit more tall and a bit more, you know, confident in their bodies it's, it's beautiful I love it I love what I do it's amazing yeah yeah it's amazing uh, I, I tried different kind of sports as well and I wouldn't be able and I cannot imagine my life without it I'm finding my way now because I'm also very busy with things and I'm just like pushing myself to move because you know uh um, well, when you work, especially now, these days, uh, life is very hectic and very busy. It's required a lot from you and a lot uh, required a lot of unnatural, um, yeah, unnatural skills, you know. I mean, we were not, as you mentioned, uh, sit all day uh, in the office in front of the laptop. That's not something that uh, maybe, you know, if people who believe in evolution, we will develop uh, like square, <laughs> square heads soon in, in a thousand of years. Well, <laughs> There is already major issues with people's necks where everyone, yeah. I'm going to like this the whole time. And there's something happening in people's necks. And I just see it in class as well. I've, always, I've, I've actually sort of mentioned, I've seen some people on the tube and this girl, she was young and beautiful, but she was like this. And I, did, I took a picture of her and I showed her. And I was like hoping she wasn't going to get angry with me for like, <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. You're so beautiful. I just want to show you what you're doing to your neck please bring your neck up. And she, she smiled and she thanked me. So that was quite handy. She didn't turn around and slap me. So that was quite good. But, um, but you know, so we just, we're just like stuck in our screens the whole time. And it's about coming out of that and looking up at what's around. It's yeah, people are just a bit stuck, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. I also, I can see some people that I really um, don't, cannot understand how people don't understand how important it is for them. Also, um, I, I like to mention that because uh, I'm very curious about that and I'm like kind of in this DNA research at this moment, uh, but, and, and the world as well. But um, uh, my daughter was making uh, research and she found out uh, that um, uh, dopamine level you know, dopamine, that beautiful yeah. uh, hormone which makes us all feeling good, happy and confident and next to the other hormones which are developed uh, during the sport, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, th this actually hormones which are developed during, a sp uh, during your exercise uh, when you do uh, any kind of sport are similar to those hormones that when you are in love, you know, when your body produces yeah. when you're in love, you feel great and you feel happy and uh, blah, blah, blah. But nevertheless, uh, she find out that uh, according to research, dopamine level can be transmitted uh, genetically through generations. Like, okay. it's a, like it's genetically uh, uh, decided for you already what kind of dopamine level you have. This is very encouraging, I think, for other people to know. And that's what I think where genetics, uh, um, because people are making a lot of researches now on genetics and on the health and everything. And I think that that's not really a good thing because once you think, that is genetically, it's how we used to think, you know, that, yeah. oh, it's genetically, so you let it go, so you, I cannot change it. But I know, and you know, and we all know that uh, uh, 
hormonal, hormonal level, it is something that can be changed. And specifically from movement. From movement, absolutely. I, I'm glad you've touched on this because I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not an expert on this. I'm just, I'm just starting to research it myself. But I think there's, um, they're calling it epigenetics. Right. And that, so that's where basically, yes, we have these genes, but they're not fixed. So your environment, what you do, what you put into your body, and how you think can affect those genes and they can change. And so what you said about, because so people that I don't know, are maybe suffering with being overweight or they've got obesity in their family, they're just, they just thought, oh, well, it's just the way it is. There's nothing I can do about it. 100% there is something you can do. And it's just, how do, you, how do you encourage people or help people understand? This is something that I'm trying to work with. Um, when they've just got this ingrained in their minds that that's just the way it is, it's, it's difficult to just help people come out of that that conditioning and yeah mm. so and I think I think often it has to be quite gentle I don't know that the the you know the the fierce way of doing it works for everyone but it's yeah it's it's ha it's happening though I think there's so much more evidence out there now that you can't mm. actually call this forever like there's so much now scientific research on this which is helpful for us that really believe in this sort of thing to then go well actually if you just read the stats as well if you need that then you can see that this is happening so yeah it just needs more of us out there helping people to to realize this and understand that you can change your life if you want to Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, uh, uh, I noticed sometimes, uh, like, you know, there was, like before, before uh, social media existed, let's say, before Facebook, before the time of Facebook, but, um, you know, most of the time, how do you know a person? Uh, you know a person according to his family, they were making research on the family, and if you were part of the family, you were judged, judged or justified, yeah. doesn't matter, according to the family, because uh, that's the traditions, that's the habits, that's uh, some traumas as well, that's something which is passed through from generation to generation, from father to son, from mother to daughter, you know, and this is as well, like eating habits, uh, movement habits, and, and this kind of thing, so maybe if dopamine level is passed through generations, genetically you know yeah. it's because of the uh, habits of the lifestyle that 100%. all the junior you know what that's at, at least my conclusion not conclusion even but um, my uh, uh thought about that because i'm not an expert in genetics as well but you know what sam i'm um i'm thinking about uh you said like a lot of scientific research and i see and i actually i applied for my genetic uh, research because i want i'm really very curious uh, curious in finding out my uh, roots uh, and so yeah, far as i can have yeah. you had your results back yet? Not yet, not yet. Oh, I will publish it. I will publish it. I'd love to do that, actually. Yeah. It's interesting, though, isn't it? To, yeah. We're, we're made up of so many different parts, not just our mum and our dad. It just goes back and back and back. And Yeah. yeah. Can't wait yeah. To it. That's really exciting. Well, I'm, I'm searching for my roots. Uh, I want to, see, to know who my ancestors were. Uh, but you said just about uh, a lot of researchers. Oh, my cat is going crazy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what you just said about uh, scientific researches and I'm also like thinking about it a lot about scientific researches and uh, you know uh, science stating us uh, so often yeah this is this is this and uh, this is proven through latest or earliest or uh, uh, current uh, scientific research but you know what I think we don't know where science will be in 100 years. I mean, there's... Absolutely. And uh, like it, the, the time that people thought that uh, uh, Earth is flat I know. <laughs> I know. Some people do, and that's absolutely fine. That they can, they can stay with that. That's all good. But no, I know what you mean. And, and so I think there is a danger with um, scientific research that we can just say, oh, well, that's, that's how it is. But for me, the way my mind works is it's just curious. And I'm like, well, that might be that. And that's so interesting. But what about that? And what about this? Yeah. Um, and also, I'm quite you know, I want to know where the scientific research is coming from and who it's um, funded by and what angles there are on it. And are they trying to push a certain product that's good for us from a certain perspective? So I'm, I'm quite at, like, I look at all of those bits. But I mean, I think the stuff that's coming through about genetics, if it's done by people that don't have an agenda, then it's really interesting. But I think it's our responsibility to look deeply into that and make sure that we're, we're not having yet another veil put over us and all the rest of it. So yeah, but it's, it's interesting stuff. And there's so much information out there as well. It can be quite, quite an overwhelm for people as well, I think, when you start looking into stuff. But just have an open, curious mind. I think that's probably 
the best way and don't and, and try not to be fixed in one idea like we're evolving right so we're growing let's let's just grow and find out i think yeah yeah and i'm just also curious because i i used to work uh, for many years in technology world and uh well i like to compare human beings to computers uh, uh at least how our mind works and programming and neurolinguistic programming yeah. you know as we discuss about that but i also realized because i was going through um, a course of connected breath with uh, alhamdulillah breath and there was so amazing impact that it had on me and uh, we were talking a lot now we not we was just listening but uh, the, our leader yeah. was talking a lot uh, about um, things that were making so much sense to me and it was connected to the cellular 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 let me let me say it right cellular cellular memory you're in your second language honey you're doing extremely well <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Thank you. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, like, um, I also realized that there was some, 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 some memory which can probably be, you know, like Janice probably, you know, has even some memory which we don't realize that we remember from, from, uh, from our previous generations. But it was, uh, of course, this kind of information I cannot prove and it's scientific and I cannot prove because something, you know, science can... Uh, uh, prove the things how they work, but uh, it cannot uh, explain you how they start existing, you know. No. 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 Uh, but uh, when I start sporting, for example, uh, and I start dancing, that was uh, the, the biggest challenge of that, because sometimes you have to make a move and your body just refuses to make this move, <laughs> you know, especially in the beginning. Your body just doesn't listen to you. But um, then you go one lesson, two lessons, and then after a week, it's just like, it's like in your memory, you know, it's becoming kind of automatic. And it's, this is like amazing how this muscle memory works. And as well, I started to apply it for everything, to applying to my, to developing new habits, to develop uh, new moves and new ways of thinking even just yeah. like, just by uh, repeating some thoughts to myself a couple of times so that uh, it will just stuck to my memory like uh like like programming yourself yeah 100 percent. i love the the yeah between computers and us and and how we are we are just programmed basically so from birth we're told certain things and it is ingrained so those neural neural pathways which i've also i'm not an expert i just read quite a bit of stuff about it and if you think about the muscle memory and how long it takes you to retrain your body out of patterns that you've been in then the mind is similar and it takes time and repetition so people will pick up a book and just read it and, say, and do it for a couple of weeks and oh that's that's rubbish that's not fixing it you just have to keep going and it can take years i've read books years ago that i've I, you know i might read pick them up and i might read the same thing again and go oh now that makes sense and it just didn't before because i just hadn't it hadn't been repeated enough and it hadn't so we're all pretty much brainwashed it's just like, what kind of brainwashing would you like? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be a negative brainwash or do you want to be a positive brainwash? Like, that's the choice we have, though. So we choose the pathways that we want to go on. But you've got to get out of the negative ones and work your way around it. And they're strong. They're really, really strong. And I just... And, uh, you know, I'm not there. No one is. We're all just we're all just on our way. Right. So there's times and things come up, especially if you're tired. I've been looking a lot into sleep recently as well, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. If you're tired, even if I'm tired, I'm straight in negative patterns thought wise and I can sit in them for quite a while. But then if I'm rested and feeling better in myself, it's easier to be in the positive. So it's yeah, you just have to you have to choose which which one you want, basically. Yeah, when I'm tired, I actually should be isolated from the humanity. <laughs> because I'm not an enjoyable person. I don't, I don't enjoy myself even, you know. <laughs> so true. But then in our lifestyles that we're in, like how is it possible to be well rested when you've got these jobs that are so demanding and then as women we have, you have families and you have responsibilities and da-da-da-da-da. Where do we find the time? to do the things that help you be rested and be your best self. It's, it's, everyone's just juggling. And I think having time to yourself and doing the things that are right for you is so difficult for people to achieve. 
but it's also not it's really simple at the same time because it doesn't have to be a huge amounts of times it's just finding little chunks in your day where you can do those things that make you feel good absolutely and this is very important of course because we have so many obligations and life is very demanding these days yeah and uh well for me when i came to Amsterdam from Eastern Europe it was kind, kind of clear but then my uh, vision about life and about relationship and about my female position in society started to change because it was not expected for me before to be uh, emancipated to be uh, you know at least my my uh, to earn money or something because it was very clear you know uh, maybe of course it's very old way of thinking especially now here in west people don't understand that in some parts of the world still applicable but um it's a lot it's demanding you know modern woman to be modern woman is a tough thing because you still have to take care of the kids you still have to take care of the house but you also have to earn money yeah 100 uh, percent uh, and I can understand also that, uh, you know, because here uh, I notice that people just don't uh, don't catch up on relationship too long because everybody like independent and uh, there is no real intimacy in the relationship. There yeah. is, uh, it's, it's good as long as it's good. And when it's not good, bye, everybody, you know, like uh, uh, in love with love. When love is passing away, um, <clears throat> there is nothing left. And then we're in search for another love, for another fulfillment, for another thing, you know, it's uh, as long as it's good, it works. And yeah. people don't want, don't want to invest, don't want to work. So uh, I also realized that since the female was becoming stronger, uh, it's more difficult to find a partner because, you know, for men to fulfill his part in, in female's life, when, uh, when she is dependent from him, when it's his only part, uh, uh, you know, uh, which is required for him is to earn money. And then he, you know, uh, then he's, he's considered already as a good man. You know, we now expect much more from men than that, you know, because I, I can earn my money myself, you know. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that touches on a few points, actually. I think... I think there is a rise in feminine energy um, in recent years. And I think and we all have masculine and feminine, male and female have to have both. But I think men particularly might be struggling with the rise in the feminine energy because they don't know what to do. They're just like the, the old way, which is what they knew, which is what they're programmed for through generation after generation. And now they're like, oh, this doesn't work anymore. What on earth are we meant to do with this? And the same for women. It's like we were programmed to be the mother at home with the kids and now that's all changed. So it's just, it's such an interesting balance that we're not, we've not quite got right yet. It's going to, it's going to take a long time, I think, but there are, it's like, and what you're saying about, I think it's instant gratification is something that we've become very accustomed to as well. And I think that's why people are not staying in relationships and finding a way around things and working together as a partnership because they're just like, well, this isn't working. I can just move on. I want something now. I want it to be right now. Whereas, and then this, this comes down to connection, which is one of my big topics that I'm so interested in is that we're not connecting with ourselves. So how on earth can we connect with other people? So if we're not grounded and connected and know ourselves, how can we then extend that to connect with someone else? It, it's kind of impossible. So one of the things that I'm really working with is actually slowing it right down like slowing down to move forward is is something is a term that one of my coaches has has been saying it really does resonate it's like you've got to just just stop for a minute just stop and feel your body feel yourself know who you are connect with that and then you can then you can move forward with deeper connections with other people until you've got that grounding inside it's almost impossible i think that's kind of where i'm at at the moment yeah, absolutely. I believe so too, because um, <clears throat> of course, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, but I will uh, just say what many people hear probably very often, but just they don't, don't uh, realize the value of these words and how uh, profound these words are. But in order to love someone else, you have to love yourself first. Yeah. And people uh, take uh, love as something very uh, superficial, you know, uh, in terms of you, uh, very often I see people, they are not happy with themselves. And they are waiting for someone to come and to make them happy, you know, yeah. uh, or um, uh, or to filling even uh, the, the the gap within, you know. And uh, you know, very often they talk about uh, people talk about uh, soulmates, and uh, but they actually have no even idea about, about what soul is, you know. No. 
<laughs> you know, so it's kind of very, very hypocrite, uh, and uh, I can notice it uh, a lot in uh, in the world surrounding me. And uh, even though uh, you know, female females from my point of view were uh, very uh, often underestimated uh, in uh, in their resources and in their potential, mm. because um, you know, if men like in older days, you people females had like seven, nine kids, you know, if in all the days men have, would have to, to take care of them, he would die, you know, together with those kids. Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so from the beginning till the end, uh, I mean, the process itself, but, uh, yeah. but uh, the, you know, being a mother and taking care of multitasking, uh, doing the, all the things at home and to make, uh, you know, everybody feel, uh, sated and uh, dressed and uh, yeah you know taking care of everything it's an enormous skill and uh, I mean yeah uh, you, you look at the skills of a mother in the home and then transpose that into a corporate environment they're, yeah they're killing it they're rocking it in the corporate environment because yeah. they're able to do all these things but is that good is that a good thing is a question I just I just think there's so much pressure on women and one of the other things that I've been looking at with a, another coach of mine who's very into um, womanhood and and the natural cycle and how we're not connected to nature and we're not connected to our bodies and we just plow through everything um, and actually it's, it's not good for us. It's not good for us at all in any way, shape or form. Your body needs to slow down at certain times of the month when you go through your menstrual cycle. So I'm mm. now sort of trying to implement actually celebrating that instead of just ignoring it, just taking a tablet just to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I look at my diary and there's certain things that you have to do in, in your in your working week and that's fine. But I'll look at my diary and say, well, here is when my period is due. I'm not going to have meetings two days before. I'm going to just give that two days. I'll do the essential and I'm not going to do anything else. And I'm going to give myself that time and allow my body to do this amazing thing that it does. Like we don't celebrate these, these bodies are, are just fascinating and incredible. And we don't, we don't celebrate them. We actually just try and plug it, get rid of it. Don't, don't think about it. It's a flow. It's natural. It's nature. Let's, let's embrace that and let's try and just just be with that and that's that's really okay and so many women aren't they're just you know i've got too much to do just breathe and stop <laughs> please and it's yeah and it's how we can encourage people and let and let people know it's okay it's okay to stop and yeah. just be as still as possible as still as you possibly can we all have stuff we have to do you know it's it's life we've got those responsibilities but you can put a few on the shelf for a couple of days and just get back to them. That's kind of where I'm going with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not run away. And uh, I really like what you said, like when, you know, uh, in relation to period and canceling meetings for that time, I think that it's not only good for your health, but it's also smart and favorable <laughs> for, for, the, for the people for who you can. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to see me today. I'm feeling like a spinning no, top. You don't need Trust it. me. Yeah, trust <laughs> me. You don't want to have meeting with me today. <laughs> not going to go well. <laughs> Good idea. Oh, I love it. So if there's one thing that I would encourage people to do, if they can, just cut out a few things a couple of days before your period. Or when you get the moments when you know. Because we know there's certain times we don't. We don't feel very great and like just, yeah, just sit down, eat a chocolate bar and said, you know, be, be kind to yourself. It's fine. Yeah. I uh, personally, I practice uh, like one day of switching off uh, from amazing uh, from the civilization in general. You know, I mean, uh, I switch off my old uh, devices and I just go like a, you boat under the water mm -hmm. and uh you know people who know where to find me where will find me and the rest i just you know um and uh, this is like you said you know sometimes it's good to stop and to put things on shelf because um like i believe that dutch people are very right when they say that sometimes you cannot see a forest through the trees yeah 100 you know? yeah when when there is so much that you know that uh, you 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 end up in kind of a flow and there will always more be more details there will always be more details you will find there is always work to do but you don't have to do it in one time uh, when i was running my 
business. Uh, it was very, very hectic and there was a lot of things to do, especially it was startup. It was uh, like, you know, really a lot of things to do. And I was doing most of the things myself because I, uh, I, ha I haven't had people yet who worked for me. It was later, yeah. that, you know, <clears throat> but um, I realized that, you know, I, I just needed to get to, to get away for a couple of days because otherwise you just, you just get stuck, you know, and, uh, uh, and in fact, uh, it's not only uh, put thing, puts things aside and in, initially it might seem that it increases your stress because your head mm -hmm. will be, you know, like, oh, you have to do this, you have to do that and will uh, increase your cortisol and adrenaline and everything, you know, you just like, not yourself, but just it takes really time before your body would get to the normal flow of connection with yourself because right? 100% and I think that's just another neural pathway that's being created because we feel that we have to keep do 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 and um and it, you're right it absolutely takes time so maybe you start off with just giving yourself one hour on one particular day where you sit really still and then you can gently increase that to two hours and then increase it again and just allow your brain and the craziness in your brain to come to terms with actually this is okay it's safe to do this we're, we're going to be all right those messages will still be there when we turn the phone back on um i love if you do this once a week you switch off once a week do you yeah yeah fantastic that's amazing um i i see i do try to i don't always do it and then i get myself in a pickle so i'm still just a work in progress and i'm learning but i think you know people don't actually have any idea of of what the energy of other people does to you and your nervous system and your body like it's like this the whole time and switching off from that can feel really really uncomfortable and really strange mm -hmm. but like you say once you once you do that enough it will become normal and then you will crave it and then you will then you will make that happen and it will become part of your routine and again it's just finding a routine and finding the time and the space for that and there is always time Time is, time is definitely an illusion. You can find the time. You don't, you know, there will always be time that you can find. Well, my tax, uh, Dutch tax doesn't think that it's an illusion. They are very strict about time. <laughs> Dutch, Dutch taxes have another idea about time. They <laughs> don't think it's an illusion. <laughs> We can we can just continue to educate, darling. <laughs> Keep putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I also think like time is illusion and I like to relax, but tax is always reminding me, hey, it's April almost. Yeah, <laughs> just made my tummy just not slightly. Like, ooh. Ooh, yeah. All right. It will all happen. We're, we're doing the right thing. So everything will unfold as it should. That's how, that's how I, I try to spend my life in, in that sort of thought. That, um, but obviously you've got the external stuff coming in that detracts you from that and it's just just how you how you stay on that path a very good friend of mine just she always she reminds me it drives me nuts sometimes stay in your own lane it's a really good one it's just like what what is your lane where are you going just try and remain in your own lane absolutely and um i have i have you know like um a thought about that because uh i started to, to develop my creative talents so i was uh um I would say so. Uh, I worked for a pretty long time in uh, a corporate world in a very tough uh, IT environment, uh, IT brokerage mm. environment. Uh, so I just needed more fulfillment. Uh, I started painting and everything and uh, someone advised me to yeah to start selling you know that there are platforms which where you can sell and everything so i was like oh yeah sounds cool really you know like you can have your gallery sitting from home and uh, yeah uh, and uh, i'm kind of person i'm not hesitating on starting new things you know i mean uh even if it will become a mistake or something you will always learn and i i just you know it's not that i cannot be stuck with uh, one thing for too long Mm -hmm. I, but I like uh, I like mobility in my life, you know. I like uh, in sport as well. Trying, I just like trying new things. I like to make myself uncomfortable. But what I realized that with um, starting uh, when I open up my uh, online store for my paintings, I end up again in front of computer. Mm -hmm. 
because you have to find your place, you have to get recommendations, you have to uh, get known with the group, you have to chat, you have to participate. I was stuck with, uh, in front of the laptop again, you know, and I'm just looking because my life is pretty busy uh, already, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and I do already a lot of things uh, with, uh, with uh, computer and uh, it's absolutely uh, essential tool for me to make money. I don't want mm. to use it as a waste of time. But... Uh, that was absolutely not what I wanted because I wanted to paint. I wanted to relax. I wanted to develop my creative talents and, uh, you know, my creative, creative uh, part. Uh, and uh, I was not uh, thinking on stucking again to the screen and start doing again this brokerage job and self business development. And, you know, <laughs> it's so interesting that you said that um, because then your hobby becomes a job and then you lose the passion for your hobby that you had in the first place. So there's this, um, it's, a, it's another balancing act. I think there's so much around at the moment about monetizing everything like, Oh, that's really good. You could sell that. You can, you can do this. You can make money from that. Maybe, maybe we don't have to make money from everything. I don't know. I'm just putting that little idea out there because then that takes us back into sort of corporates and selling and making money. Like, can we not just enjoy some things for a pleasure? And that's all they can, that's all they have to be. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just something that I'm playing with at the moment and thinking about because I just think with everything, you know, as soon as you're good at something, someone will say, oh, you should do that for da 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 da. And I'm like, I actually just want to enjoy it. I don't, I don't know that I need to sell absolutely everything that I do. Thank you very much. So it's finding that balance. Yes, I'm coming. So I'm coming to the sort of thought that I can definitely make money from what I do. I'm really good at it. It's helping people. I should be reimbursed for my time for that. But not every single part of my life is about selling. <laughs> it's just so. Yeah. Can, can we reserve some stuff just for pleasure? That's it. Basically. Well, 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 Sam. Yes. You know, I, I just had I just had a recent podcast about selling, and uh, selling is a part of my professional uh, background. You know, yeah, biggest part of my professional background. But uh, I realized, you know, that um, selling makes bigger part of our life uh, than we actually imagine. You know. Because uh, we think like uh, of sales, like selling, making money, you know, uh, but whatever you do, you know, and uh, because you are so spiritual and I am too very spiritual and I know that spiritual people have more difficulty to adapt. Very them. much so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spiritual people have more difficulty to adapt into material world. Mm. And this is like very known factor and, uh, and people uh, like to use. Uh, terms like help and everything but let's make clear you know if you want to be volunteer you go to work for Greenpeace yeah absolutely. Right? because because sales is such an essential part of our life it doesn't matter who you are even if you are a lawyer okay even if you are a dentist mm. uh, even if you are a nanny uh, yeah, even if you are coach even if you are artist yeah you know you have to make your living and sales make essential part of everyday living. And, uh, uh, well, when, when you look at the child, you know, child wants something, you know, and, uh, his parent is not always willing to give to the child everything he wants. Well, he wants to give him the best, but mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, you must maintain balance between, uh, spoiling your child and, you know, like, like, I don't remember who said, like, I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to make you a decent human. So then at this moment, child commercial mind starts to kick in and he starts to sell. He's yeah, starting to find out the reason. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, you start to negotiate, you know, and he starts to break. So sales are making a much bigger part of our lives than yeah. you actually imagine because your uh, success and your position in life will depending not on your ability to perform great works but on your ability to sell these works mm. i agree i am coming to terms with this <laughs> um and and i do yeah i'm i'm becoming more comfortable with that i am selling my service my product or whatever um, and I, but it's, it's for me, and you're right about people in sort of spiritual paths and healing paths, it is very difficult. 
Um, but I do just think that it doesn't have to be every single part of your life. I just, no. that, that's the balance that I'm, I'm looking at. So where can I be comfortable and happy selling and making money? And, but when does that take me to a point that I don't feel comfortable with that anymore? This is too much of me, just that, that sense of grabbing. And I, I know that this is a whole huge subject, which I would love to dive deeper on because there's definitely some work to do here. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's how do you find that balance? So for example, your paintings then took you into you just sitting in front of the computer and then you're not enjoying the painting anymore. Like it's, it's the balance of it all, which is a tricky one, but an interesting one, I think. Yeah, yeah, computer is a very tricky thing. It can suck you in, especially mm. if you hunt for money. And uh, you are very right about balance and actually uh, painting and making uh, creative works and uh, um, dancing and sporting, you know, this yeah. is part, part of my life, which I want to make, which gives me energy, let's say. Yeah. I also love my job, you know, because I was selling for so many years. I realized that I just do it easily, actually, that so easily. It happens so fast. Yeah, that it happens to me so easily that I actually can uh, bring over my, um, yeah, some points which could help other people as well. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> and actually, it's really interesting what you're saying about your hobbies creating energy, which then gives you energy to help people in, in your field. So that's just a whole cycle, isn't it? We build our energy up, we give the energy, we get reimbursed for that energy, and, it's just, and then that passes the energy on to other people. And it's just a beautiful cycle, um, yeah. And I think having those creative outlets is essential. That's an essential yeah. part of self-love for me, actually. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, uh, as you mentioned, it's, it's in fact, essential uh, exchange of the energy. And it's like, a, you know, in and out, like a breath, mm. you know, you, 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 you know, you just have to, uh, uh, you cannot take 50 breaths in one time, you know, <laughs> and hold them. <laughs> but you cannot exhale. <laughs> you have, and you cannot exhale 50 times for one time and, you know, and hold them. It's always like, you know, uh, there must be balance. And um, at some point I've lost my balance by working uh, in corporate environment. And mm. it was very difficult to, uh, how to say, to, to find my place. Maybe not, I'm not the chai, you know, I was taking my place without uh, asking for that much, much of permission. But any way when you are in, uh, out, of, out of your comfort zone, mm. it requires for you some time to find out, you know, what do, you know, What's the game, you know? What kind of game are we talking here about? And um, one very uh, difficult thing was actually is to find your place in the man's world, you know, because you have to always prove yourself and everything. And I realized that there was, um, you know, because there are just areas where there are a lot of women and it's just like women world, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and there are areas which till now, Till, till these modern days, used to be considered as a man's world. While it is recognized uh, and it is approved, and there are many researches made on that point, that women are better in some areas of work, as well in the correspondence, and as well, uh, you know, it just, you know, it just beset for, for us through generations that we should supposed to be doing this and this and yeah. that. But, you know, as, as well as... Um, uh, in Old Testament is um, written and it's known, you know, that Adam was made from earth <laughs> and Eve was made from Adam, but in the paradise. So we have much stronger uh, uh, spiritual <laughs> we connection. We were made in the paradise. Made in the paradise. <laughs> okay, guys, listen, we were made in paradise. Uh. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I think things are changing slowly. I think women are come, stepping into their power, definitely, and finding their way. But I also think, like... Um, like what you said, that there's, there's certain aspects that are predominantly women-based. And I think men are also really challenged and struggling with their own masculinity and their new role. Um, so, like, how do they come into being more open and being able to talk about their feelings and when they've been told to be stiff upper lip, just do the job? Like, I think I've got some compassion for men that are really struggling with this new energies that are around. And I think we can 
we can maybe just give them a, a little bit of help with that, I think. Oh, yeah. a little hug. <laughs> no, but you know what? They need a blooming hug. They're all just a little bit sick. But actually, generally speaking, men and women are all just a little bit uptight often. And, and I just, I think, I think we maybe underestimate what this shift from feminine to masculine is actually doing to men. I mean, um, teenage boy uh, suicide rates are huge and they just don't know their place in society. So we just, you know, again, it's all about this balance. I talk about it quite a lot. It's like, and how can we just make sure everyone is okay with what's going on? Like, how can we make this a comfortable yeah. transition and all be in our power, whatever that power might be, I think. It's, Absolutely. Um, yeah absolutely and i was uh, as well actually that's what uh uh served me as an inspiration uh to start to do what i'm doing now because i see a lot of female and even in technical world uh, pretty big guys uh, talk about that so it will be implementing on a larger scale yeah. uh on uh, attracting females to a tech world because you know uh it was an experiment made uh where um, um, um female and men were exchanged with their, with their daily activity. Uh, let's mm. say yeah, she was running his email account and he was running her email account. So his sales improved and his uh, customer uh, feedback uh, were much more positive about the communication because they thought that email coming from this guy. Right. All right, all right. Yeah. People didn't knew that it was switch of the account. So all the email correspondence, everything what's going on online was going was exchanged through uh, uh, the occupations of the of the people were exchanged. So it's uh, it, it showed that females are much more efficient, and there is a lot, uh, big campaign going on by attracting more and more females into a corporate environment. But uh, it's still you know as a female to survive in the men environment and everything established you know. Uh, coaching your manager is most of the time a man you know mm. a manager who is teaching you how to sell he probably will apply tricks that sell for a man you know yeah you know well, what I, I mean? think i think the savvy companies are working this out and bringing more um, feminine energy into their businesses so i think there's still a lot of old school corporate um, organizations out there that are predominantly men based but i think the, the savvy people are kind of starting to realize that actually inject the feminine in and also give give the the masculine male side of things some training in this and actually yeah. sending them home for a month to deal with the kids will probably improve how they they perform in the office right because they're gonna have to learn how to deal and juggle and do all of that sort of stuff bring it back and just swap them over for a month see what happens <laughs> then we get a new market for uh for the burnout treatment by men yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely oh, bless. <laughs> Yeah, they've, spent a, they've spent a month at home. They need some help. They, they, they need some serious counselling. There's some healing to be done. <laughs> but actually, it's, it's a kind of unfair because do you know what? There's a lot of men out there that would love to be able to be home with their kids, but they're only allowed two weeks off work. Like, so, you know, we're, we're battering the men a little bit, but actually they are stuck in a paradigm where they're not even able to take more than two weeks paternity. So... It's, just, it's a very interesting, complex one. It's very interesting, very interesting. And, you know, I um, was doing international business development and I did the business development in Middle East as well. So mm. uh, I know a little bit uh, about the uh, diff different kind of mentalities. Yeah. What, uh, what people... Well, that must have been really interesting. Wow. Very interesting, very interesting. And I was traveling to Caucasus region. It's very interesting. And... Uh, uh, I think uh, people are stuck in kind of stigma about uh, uh, Middle East in general, but nevertheless, that's not the topic. The topic is about mentalities and how men mm. think. So I, uh, I had a very interesting uh, business conversation, uh, which uh, flew up in uh, a little bit informal because I believe that, you know, you must accept someone else's uh, uh, personality as a human, you know, mm. as well, because, uh, because uh, behind every business person is just a human being. Of course, so we, yeah. So we, uh, we started to talk about uh, differences in mentality and in the corporate world. And I said, like, listen, guys, here in the Netherlands, almost 50% of managing positions, of highly top managing positions are taken by the females, you know, because, uh, you know, there must be balance and we are good in many things that you are not so good at. You know what he said? 
No, it's not because of that. It's because you don't have real men there. <laughs> Bless. And I, I accept your personality. <laughs> you carry on with your personality. <laughs> so, you know, it's different, uh, different point of views that, uh, uh, that, um, that uh, people have about that. And personally, I have to admit that uh, it was a little bit difficult for me uh, to survive in this highly material world. Uh, and uh, by being a mother and having to having to work full-time job, and it was mm. expected from me, you know, to pay my bills and to do everything. And so <clears throat> I, uh, my personal point of view is that there must be much more balance than we think about it because... Uh, when world is so demanding and uh, I think, I don't think it's healthy neither for a mother, neither for a child to have 10 weeks of maternity leaves, uh, leave and give your child to the children's oh. garden nursery when your child is 10 weeks old. I don't that's think it's all, healthy. That's just craziness, isn't it? Um, but it yeah. is, it is a reality for so many people. Um, and also I think, I think, mothers I mean I'm, I'm not a mum myself but so many of my friends are and I, I watch their struggle with feelings of guilt the whole time I'm just like oh gosh I can't even imagine what it's like to live in that world full of guilt um and it's like how can we just be a bit kinder to mums that are trying to juggle every single ball um and just do their best for their kids and there's so much judgment and so much pressure it's like, mm-hmm. this, it's, it's just going to pop at some point. Like the world's just, it, well, it kind of already is, right? It's already gone a little bit crazy. Um, how, can, how can we just oh, breathe? I just have to take a really deep breath then thinking about yeah. all my friends that are mums and that are so pressured the whole time. It's, it's, it's where can we find this, this just sense of stillness every now and then and, and just be kind. It's just, everyone's got their own struggles and everyone's just doing their best, right? So... Let's, let's yeah. try. Let's just reduce the judgment and up the kindness and and find the balance somehow. I don't know how. I'm trying to find out. So that's kind of yeah. yeah that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Amazing. And do you have any specific um, advices, for example, how to start your morning? Is there any special rituals related to Pilates? Uh, I would love to sit here and say, yes, you can do this, this and this, but I am challenged by a morning routine. It doesn't always happen. Um, so I, I try and drink water when I wake up. Um, I try and have a, a period of time, maybe, maybe five or 10 minutes of just some quietness somewhere if you can. Um, my job is movement, so I kind of get my movement in. But if I can get five or ten minutes of some kind of stretching in, fantastic. Um, I'm looking at Ayurveda at the moment um, as a lifestyle where you're more in tune with nature. Um, I tongue clean every day now with a, with a copper tongue cleaning device um, to remove toxins. So little bits and pieces, but I can't sit here and say I do them religiously every day in the morning, but I do try and fit them into my day. I do, I use meditation. It's not always every day. You know, I'm, I struggle or I'm challenged by fixed routine. And I think when you put so much pressure to be fixed on something, that's when you go, yeah, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. So just lighten up a little bit, find the things that work for you. If I'm stressed, I walk in nature. For sure, if I could just get with the trees, my life just becomes wonderful. Um, so try and walk in nature, drink some water, um, meditate or breathe, have a stretch and take a moment. This is something that I'm, I'm really looking at doing and I try and do every day. Just take a moment to connect with your inner self and ask yourself, what, what do you want to bring to the world today? And just and have an intention. It may not work out that way. Stuff happens out there, but intend intend to be who you really want to be in your day. I think that's probably what I would say. Amazing. And what would be your advice uh, to our listeners? uh, uh, Let's say just in relation to what we spoke about and your personal idea about what would help humanity or femininity or masculinity in uh, in uh, in our days from your point of view from your perspective from my perspective um and just going on how i've gone from 
uh, crazy, hectic business owner, full of stress, to breaking down and moving on from that and now finding a, a different way of living. Um, firstly, breathe. I think it's the, the, the most important thing is take a moment every day, put your feet on the ground, like bare feet on the ground and just breathe and just feel your body and feel how amazing it is. You start with yourself. You can't fix everything else. And you know, we can't fix everything else anyway, but until you can feel yourself and know who you are deep inside, then that's just, that's just the place to start. So breathe, feel your body. And then just um, approach the world with kindness. Like just like people are struggling, just, you know, just smile at people. It's going to make that, it's going to make an impact on their day. Right. Yeah. I very agree with you. Girls, you cannot eat the whole elephant. <laughs> no, but you can eat him in, in little pieces. <laughs> Bite-sized pieces. There we go. I love that. Sam, and what would be your advice that you would give for your younger self? Oh, goodness. Chill out. <laughs> Literally. Um, and stop striving to be this perfect thing that you that you expect yourself to be you're absolutely your essence is beautiful um and you're worthy you're worthy and you're enough and just relax and breathe through it and everything that you go through or you're going to go through is going to take you somewhere magical absolutely beautiful i will I can. I, I would give the same advice to myself and as well to all our listeners and to our not listeners and to someone else's listeners. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that was really amazing talking to you, Sam. Thank you oh, so much. It's been so lovely. It's been so relaxed. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for inviting me on, Lingo. Thank you for being my guest. It was really amazing. I'm wishing you a great day. And oh, you too, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I, so much love so much love I see you soon